welcome to the underpaid and underqualified. very not familiar with them except that one song that was used in the Ninja Turtles promotional trailer. I think it's like Get Tricky or something like that. Huh, okay, well I haven't heard that song. So. I don't know. And so that's the only like Run DMC song I know because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles horrible movie. <laughs> Alright, well, on a better note, uh, good movies. Uh, we see some movies this week, John? I saw... Take a guess what I saw. Um, gonna guess. Damn straight, I saw Frozen 2, the sequel, highly anticipated from six years ago, Frozen 1, when everybody was super psyched, it was like the holiday movie of like, the decade, and I saw the sequel, and it was not that great. <laughs> you were pumped for it too, you kept talking about it like before, and I was like, there's a sequel to Frozen? First of all, I've actually never seen a single scene of Frozen, and I'm proud of that, I hope I kind of never do, just because it has such hype to it that I'm kind of over it. I'm not low-key, like... I have the urge to play Let It Go. That's a song. Yeah, that's but a song. But Disney will definitely sue me. Well, here's yeah, the thing. If you me. did that, I would be a little disappointed, but I really wouldn't care, so feel free. Oh, dang it. <laughs> of all the things, I don't think that's the worst thing that could possibly happen. But, uh, you know what's funny? Honest Trailers just did uh, Honest Trailers were Tangled. Uh, how'd that do? Uh, it was good. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was good. That was such a lackluster. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't expecting that question. How did it do? Uh, I don't know. It was funny. <laughs> like I don't know. How to I mean, well, that. I feel like all those trailers are sometimes where it's just like, oh yeah, totally. That was great. Or other times it's just like, eh, it's kind of annoying. I don't really care. I yeah, feel like that's me when I watch honest trailers. Yeah, there's a gambit of reaction because sometimes they can you can love a movie and then they just tear it to shreds, and then sometimes you love a movie and they totally agree and they're just like, hey, we really don't have anything bad to say. And then sometimes it's not so funny, and then sometimes it's really funny. And then there's that perfect marriage where it's hilarious and spot on, and you agree with everything they say. I definitely do know that, like, um, well, actually, something about, like, on shows I really hate is at the end they do the whole cast thing. Oh, I love that part. Oh, okay, so sometimes it's super spot on where I get the reference. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. But then, like, 70% of the time, like, more than half the time, yeah. I'm just kind of like, you're just making noises. That's it. Yeah, I think a lot of the time, I think they're just, I mean, their career is basically being nerdy and like watch movies all day. So they have references just swimming around in their heads. And so I feel like I usually get them about 70% of the time. That's funny because it's 70% of the time I don't like it. 77% of the time. Ah, 77%. Ah, ah, 70% of the time you don't like it. I'll say that 10 more times really fast. <laughs> um, you know, just, just getting an aneurysm. No, it's funny. It's just like my, I said 70%. Because just because, I don't know, more than half the time, not feeling it. But when I do like it, I really like it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I uh, was going to say, yeah, so for the Tangled one, they just kept talking about how uh, they kept comparing it to Frozen, and they were saying how Frozen kind of was like the breakout hit for Disney in recent years, but Tangled, objectively, they think it's a better movie, but Frozen had the better song, so that's kind of why it got bigger. Would you agree? Did you, did you see Tangled? Okay, so, like, one of my favorite songs in Tangled <laughs> is Now I Still Light, and it was also sung with Mandy Moore, who's also a former celebrity crush of mine. So I absolutely love that scene. <laughs> Does that answer your question? If I had any doubt about you swinging the other way, I think right then and there it would have been increased. <laughs> oh my god, so I love this song from this movie. 
And it's from the Disney musical. Yeah, no. <laughs> and it's Mandy Moore. No, that's fair, though. That's fair. Yeah, no, like, I love Mandy Moore and This Is Us. Dude, her acting is kind of bad. <laughs> I'm biased. I don't care. That's fair. I, watched, <laughs> I, I just watched one scene of that and I was like, this is so forced. Did you remember that? Do you remember that scene where she shunned her mom for being racist? I am tr- Oh, yes. I just thought this is so, like... I remember the episode, but not that same. Everybody on you, all the YouTube comments are like, this is so powerful, this is so moving, and all, I just could not get off the fact that she, her acting was just so bad, it was just so forced. I think, I kind of, like, don't really care too much about the acting so much. It's like, the reason why I like this is, is, is because, um... It hits you in the feels. It, it hits you in the feels, and it doesn't feel like a soap opera, right? Okay. It feels more like, yeah, everything is a little bit dramatized. I mean, of course it's dramatized, right? Uh-huh. But it's, to some degree, some levels of it more relatable. Okay. It. So they, make like, it, they make it personable to people. Yeah, so anxiety, depression, um, self-image, especially if you're obese or overweight. Oh, uh, I mean, one of the daughters like really obese? Yeah, so that mean, mm. that's one of the storylines that doesn't really, don't really like resonate with. Cause <laughs> you don't feel like an obese woman? Um, sometimes I do. Depends on the day. I'm sorry. Here's my pat. And let me give you a hug right here. So I was just tapping and I feel worse. I just want to have that be on the record. <laughs> I could give you a hug. I'm going to give you a hug right now on the air. No, but, um, so that's why, like, I like This Is Us so much. I know, like, recently they had a competitor. It was, um, shoot, what was it called? This Is Not Us. <laughs> oh, that's, this shut up. Um, this is me. I forgot. What is it? Some sentimental show? It's on Simon on show. It's supposed to be a lot, like... Okay, now it's bothering me. Kill time. Keep All talking. All right, I'll kill time. So, talking about movies that I've seen. Uh, Knives Out. You heard of that movie, John? Uh, yes, I have. And I'm going to plan to watch it next week. That's right. Well, it's pretty good. I liked it a lot. It might be my top five favorite movies of the year, I'd say. It's uh, Ryan Johnson, director, who also did uh, the last Star Wars movie, which was very divisive. And uh, I was on the end that didn't like it so much. But he also did such movies as Looper. Brick, you've seen those, right? Both those? Yes. Yeah. I don't know, very different movie. So I applaud that he has a lot of like range and diversity in his movie. So I, I didn't know what to expect with this one because similar to the trend, he hasn't done like a murder mystery like this before. But I just, I, I easily think this is without a doubt his best movie personally. Because Star Wars, I, I mean, I really didn't like the direction he took Star Wars and I, th- I didn't think it fit. Wait, are we talking about Ryan Johnson? Yeah. Oh, right, he did direct uh, Knives Out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh... I met him. I mean, I didn't meet him, but I saw him. Yeah, he came to Twitter, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. It was like a month after I left. <laughs> it was like, yeah. yeah, right after I left James Franco, Dave Franco come, and then like two weeks later, Ryan Johnson comes like, fuck. That's why I like peaked, <laughs> like in terms of work. But yeah, no. Um, no, I do agree that like, I think he does have a range of stuff, and he's one of those, he's, he's one of those people who does it for art, right? Yeah. And so that's the thing is that like, art, you like it or you don't. No, it just, that says it all. Really what it is, right? It's very subjective. It's not like a Michael Bay. It's like okay, you watch it and you know that's going to be like explosions. So yeah. for some people, that's definitely automatic. I'm gonna like the movie. Mm-hmm. James Cameron, you know that you're going to watch something that's 99% plot. Yeah, and a lot of sci-fi and unique, weird twists and stuff. Mm, I mean, there was um, which one? That war movie. So did he do a war movie? Yeah. Mm. Um, it was a uh, British troops were leaving the coast of France. Dunkirk. No, he didn't do Dunkirk. Oh, that's Christopher Nolan, just kidding. <laughs> um, look, Christopher so, Nolan has a lot of Didn't James Cameron do Titanic? Yeah, he did. So there you go. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing is that you know that he's going to probably be doing plot. But then whereas like Ryan Johnson, I feel like he's one of those people that's like, he's going to be in the Sundance. 
Um, yeah, a lot of his movies are very. You gotta respect that too, because yeah, I, I, he's definitely not a Michael Bay. That he doesn't make the same movie over and over mm-hmm. and over. But uh, I think you know, even though James Cameron's movies are heavily focused on plot, I think there are also a lot of like technical, like special effects, like Alien Two. Excuse me, Terminator Two. Um, I think those movies are very strong on plot, but at the same time, they're very like popcorn movies that you can just like go and have a good time, and just look at cool explosions. So he has a good like marriage between the two a lot of times. And like Avatar, that was like sure. cutting edge for the effects. Even sure. though I hate yeah. the movie and haven't seen it. Oh my gosh, you just prick. It's true, but I'm so happy Endgame topped it, even if we're not factoring inflation. <laughs> Anyways, going back to what I was, the TV show I was thinking of, a million little things. That was supposed to be like the This Is Us competitor that came out like last year, but I really, really did not enjoy it so much because it became effectively a soap opera. So like the original story was about how like um, these four guys they met each other in an elevator. Uh, they're stuck in the elevator. It's already right? bonded. It already sounds awful. Well, it's a, it was a very bro movie. It was like, all right, these four guys are like kind of best friends, but then the one friend who was like super put together who really kept everybody together, um, he committed suicide. Oh, and geez. so it was, oh, it was like a very hot topic. It was very like, oh, you never know who is depressed and stuff like that, right, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so first half of the series was trying to figure out why did he commit suicide. And the second half was about his wife cheating on him with their friend or something. And she's pregnant with who knows who the baby is. And that's kind of like where I was like, all right, this just became a soap opera, and I'm done. And I stopped watching it and stopped caring. Yeah, dude, I'm so fucking behind on TV. I am not wasting my time with that shit. Good lord, jeez, that sounds awful. Yeah, so you know what TV show you should be wasting your time on? Um, let me think about this hard. This is us. No, I was going to say Mandalorian because it's the baby Yoda show. Oh, yeah, I thought you were over it. I thought you didn't dig it so much. You were just like, Oh, I don't care about the Mandalorian. I care about baby Yoda. (laughs) Has he been on every episode? Yes. Wow, okay. Yeah, it's funny. I, looking at that, you would have thought, like, I wonder if the guy playing the Mandalorian is pissed off because I feel like nobody's talking about him as an actor. Or, like, really any of the other cast. It's really just Baby Yoda still in the spotlight. And it's a fucking CGI animation. No, it's a puppet, too. It's a puppet, too? Yeah. Huh. Um, so, I mean, I don't know how they did it, but it is a puppet. Like, it's not straight-up CGI. Uh, okay. Um, Interesting. And, well, like, animatronics or whatever it may be. So, like... Okay. The reason why I'm not a fan of Mandalorian itself is because it just feels like any other generic movie where, um, so this might be kind of spoilers, basically, you have a guy who has a mysterious past and he's he's rough around the edges, and he has a dark past that you guys yeah. keep, keep alluding back to. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he finds this little baby, and what do you do? He has affection and takes care of it, mm, kind of thing. Okay. And then now they're at the part of the uh, show where they're trying to travel around and trying to see if they can find the next place for uh, baby Yoda to like keep him safe, right? Mm, okay. And so I'm like, okay, well, I feel like this is very, it's not original. It's very like, it's been done several times. The only difference now is it's in the Star Wars universe and baby Yoda is the most adorable thing ever. And if anything I swear happens to baby Yoda, I am boycotting the show. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the internet would be on fire if that happened. He really has been the breakout star. But, uh, it's funny, too, because I thought Bill Burr would have gotten more credit. <laughs> Wait, who is he? Bill like, Burr? In the show. I don't know. I just saw the promo, and I just saw Bill Burr with guns in one scene with a stupid, like, Bill Burr face. And that's hilarious in stand-up comedy, but just funny seeing it in Star Wars. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he hasn't been on the episode yet. I, I don't know. I still haven't watched any of it, but... 
I don't know. It, it does sound like it's not the most original thing, but at the same time, it could be original in the sense that this kind of thing hasn't really happened in Star Wars. And one could argue, does it need to be original? Sometimes if you know what you want, then, you know, you're fine with that. Because a lot of people just, you know, want a good time, want some explosions. Yeah, sure. Like I mean, that's what, it's, that's, it's kind of the expectation that I have when going to something like a Star Wars, such a major franchise, is that it's going to be innovative. It's going to, because it's such a big name, you're expecting a lot of things, right? Yes. Um, so why people tore apart certain movies within the Star Wars franchise? Because you have such these expectations. So that's kind of me in this case where... Like, you know how some people hated a Han Solo movie, but then we enjoyed it? Yes. Because they had their expectations? Well, this is me like, oh, Mandalorian, we'll see how this goes. This is a series, so there's a lot more to expand on. You have a lot more screen time to do stuff, right? Yeah. Um, That's probably what I like the most about it, that it's like Star Wars in the format of a series. Because, you know, two and a half hours, it's hard to convey a lot of that, but I don't know. It's the first opportunity for Star Wars to get deep, I guess. Yeah, so that's why, like, to me, it's like, oh, this feels like another Western, or it feels like another, um... Space Western. <laughs> well, no, because it's like, uh, Western movies, like, oh, you're, you're that stranger who walks in a saloon, and then you ride off in the sunset again. A rebel without a cause, always wakes up with a crack on, never starts a fight, but won't back down from a fight. But yeah, that's kind of like the most recent episode. It was about how, like, he went to this backwater city, okay. or backwater oh, planet, hoping okay. that nobody would be tracking Baby Yoda on him. Okay. And it turns out that, like, oh, he has to go free the villagers because there's some uh, bandits robbing their, uh, robbing the villagers' crops. Or Fuck. Prawns. And I hate when that there. happens. Damn it. No, it's just very, like, it's been another overdone storyline. Yeah. No, and then it's like, oh, the bounty hunter, there's another bounty hunter that did find them, and I was like, all right, I gotta keep moving. Yeah, I, I get the impression it's not the most original thing. I feel like all the people still though. love it though. Yeah, I people mean, still love the series regardless. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for something super unique and original, then it doesn't sound like it. Baby Yoda. <laughs> sure, but uh, even that's not that original. But um, what you call it? If you're just looking for a good time with like explosions and decent enough plot, I think I'd enjoy it for that reason. I mean, okay, it's got good. Uh, I'll definitely give credit to this. Is that they do have good action scenes. Yeah. Uh. They definitely are enjoyable. They're very well done. Mm-hmm. Um, Good humor? Or no? Baby Yoda. <laughs> no, Baby Yoda's freaking adorable. Oh my gosh. I've been like watching videos at work about just Baby Yoda fighting for the radio at the Mandalorian, and it's great. God damn. Does he talk at all? No, he just cruise a lot. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Because it's still in its infancy mm-hmm. for its species. And it's not actually Yoda, right? We've established that. Um, no, so... The Mandalorian supposedly takes place after episode six. Exactly, that's what I thought um, too. Yeah, and people so people just call it Yoda because we don't know what his race is. Oh yeah, no. So official canon is that there is no specific name for Yoda's race, and the official quote unquote name for it is Yoda's race or Yoda's species. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty lame. <laughs> no, because way to go, George Lucas. Yeah, they never expand on it, and that's I think they did it on purpose. That's pretty dumb. I don't like it. Not a fan. But definitely, there's like they allude to how like his species may, um, uh, what which we call it, maybe uh, all of them may be force sensitive. They may be a special, uh, blessed by the midichlorian thing or whatever it is. Mm. Okay. But that's yeah. Fair. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like season two that's gonna be like a very obvious thing. Like the very last moment of season one, you're gonna see Baby Yoda like use force powers for the first time. Like wow! Oh no, they already showed Baby Yoda use. Wow! Spoilers. Goddamn job. Jeez. 
You're welcome. <laughs> I think I'm gonna watch it right when it's like all the episodes are done, just so I can binge it if I can find somebody's Disney Plus login. Yeah, it's great. I love it, Baby Yoda. <laughs> That's the only reason you like the show. No, this is literally the only reason why I'm still watching the show. If it wasn't for Baby Yoda, I would have stopped. <laughs> It's probably a lot of people too. John Favreau knows what he's doing. He's a smart guy. But um, he's already got renewed for season two. It's funny because like there, um, <laughs> there's like a Twitter post. It was, uh, girlfriend. Uh, oh yeah, I have no idea what the show is, but whatever. After watching uh, Mandalorian, girlfriend's response: Oh my gosh, I swear, Baby Yoda dies. I am like burning down Disneyland. Yeah, that's what you said too, more or less, right? Yeah. I was, yeah. I was maybe feeding off of that. Anyway. <laughs> John has girlfriend vibes right now. But, um, well, going back to Star Wars, uh, yeah, Ryan Johnson, like I said, did the last Star Wars, Last Jedi, and, uh, yeah, Knives Out is the same movie he did, and I thought it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Tangent that we went off of. Yeah. Um, just gotta wind it all back. Just gotta loop it back. Um, he's such a questionable director, I swear. <laughs> I don't know, I think he's, here's the thing, one thing I wanted to say was uh, Last Jedi, right, very divisive movie. A lot of people hated it, but somehow it has like 90-something around tomatoes, go fuck Wait, it. seriously, what? Yeah, it has like Fact 90. checking. It's for sure in the 90s. More reasons why I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes. Exactly, that's the thing, like, it kind of makes me wonder if a lot of the critics were paid off. I'm not going to say Rotten Tomatoes was paid off, because Rotten Tomatoes is just the aggregate. No, they might have been paid off. Shit. But, um, what did you say? They actually might have been paid off, because there's a speculate, there's, um, the uh, the controversy with Captain Marvel saying that they delayed in posting reviews for Captain Marvel uh, because they're waiting for better reviews to come out. That could be a possibility too. There's actually a YouTuber I like who uh, never like gave him credit to uh, use like his reviews or anything, and he just kind of posted a neutral review. And oh, there it is. Too many one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Audio score forty three. Exactly. It's so <laughs> divisive, and nobody talks about it too. Like you, I don't know. But um, what was I gonna say? What were we just talking about? Jesus. The vice of... No, before that. Uh, Ryan Johnson. Interesting uh, uh, director. Jesus. No, Ryan Tomatoes. Oh, sorry. No. No, I was going to say, there's a YouTuber I like, and uh, he didn't even, like, post that bad of a review. He gave something like a B or B minus, and then they didn't even, like, ask him for permission, and they counted his review as one of the negative reviews for something. I can't remember what it was. So if they do shit like that, then maybe I can see Ryan Tomatoes kind of being biased, but I don't know. But, um... Either way, sorry, what I was meant to say, this long-winded tangent, was uh, a lot of the directing things that I noticed in The Last Jedi, you can actually notice a lot of the same director influences in Knives Out, but the difference is it works. Like, the stuff that he did in Last Jedi, I think it just didn't fit Star Wars in terms of the tone and the, like, beats of the joke and conversation and joke and, like, where to put the humor in and whatnot. I thought it just, like, didn't fit Star Wars. It felt super forced, but with this type of movie, like a murder mystery with Hello like, Hella famous, uh, good cast. <laughs> That's terrible grammar, but you know what I mean? A lot of good people, good actors in it. I mean, they better not squander that. Yeah, exactly. So it worked really well in this case, I think. So I think it's it's just like a format that works better for his directing style. So I give it like 10 out of 10, I'd say. Like, I had no problems with the movie at all. Good humor, had a great cast, good cinematography, good directing style, like good story to it all, like winded, like tied itself together by the end. So yeah, that's up. Highly recommend. Yeah, no, a lot of people really said good things about it, so we'll see. I'm kind of going in with, uh, it's a movie, I'm just going to go really to hang out with a friend. That's fair, yeah. And we'll see. 
Yeah, I feel like you, I get the impression you won't love it, but you'll casually like it. I'm trying to find an algorithm for, like, our opinion on movies. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, what movie am I excited for this month? Like, Frozen 2, honestly, was, like, relatively up there for, like, December. Yeah. And I know, like, uh, Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, or yes. It's coming out, I'm kind of like, uh, I'm, I'm more I just bought tickets for it. I'm more just curious, because, I mean, this is a huge movie. I think it doesn't affect you as much because you didn't grow up with, like, the Star Wars films as much as I did. But the idea that they're, like, like including the Skywalker trilogy, that really interests me, so I'm curious about that. But, um... So, actually, they're, I read a headline today that they're supposed to uh, give closure to 24 different characters, or 24 different storylines. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, like, the motif of this movie. It's, like, the concluding for this, like storyline of all the stuff you've grown to know and that's why the trailer felt so nostalgic you know like that scene when c3po said something like uh oh taking one last look yeah exactly yeah so i think that's like supposed to be very like like self-aware of how this is the end really but yeah i don't know we'll see like how much can how how are you going to tie up 24 storylines in one movie and at the same time still explain I mean, who Ray's parents are. Well, no one cares. Well, okay, it's Kylo Ren's, um, what you call it, speech about how, like, oh, your parents were nobodies? Yeah. And that doesn't really matter, right? That's but true, then, but a lot of people don't think that's true. A lot of people think he was full of shit. Oh, I mean, could be, I don't know. Yeah. They may, they may reopen that, or they may just reinforce it. You know what's funny, by the way? You know how the guy who did Jurassic World was originally supposed to direct this movie, Colin Trevorrow? Oh, I can't see that being horrible. <laughs> well, funny you mention that, because apparently, like, uh, he... I don't know if he said in an interview, but for some reason, the script treatment he was going to give the movie kind of came out. Dude, it sounds pretty... It sounds pretty bad, so... I think you're... The thing is that, okay, like, I enjoyed Jurassic World. It was fun, but then I walked in, like, dinosaurs killing awesomeness. That's all I expect. Yeah. I didn't expect for plot. And exactly. People were like, that was a terrible movie. There's, like, no plots. Redundant. I'm it's... like... You do realize this is bio-engineered dinosaurs, True. and they're playing Frankenstein. How much plot do you want? <laughs> it was kind of one step above Michael Bay movie, I'd say. Not as bad, but... I'm comparing Jurassic Park to, like, Transformer movies, and I'm like... Not Jurassic Park. Like, oh, Jurassic World. Just Jurassic, Jurassic World. World, yeah. Jurassic World versus, like, um, uh, Transformer movies. And I'm thinking, yeah, no, uh, Jurassic World stories are a little bit deeper. Just a little, right? Just a little bit deeper. Yeah. Acting is kind of significantly better. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I guess, to me, you can have explosions and cool shit, but you can also have good story. So I think that's what I was hoping for. Cause controversial opinion, but, or not opinion, but controversial thing. But I've uh, never actually seen a Jurassic Park movie. I know. Very behind all the time. Oh my gosh. That's what I grew up on. Yeah. It's funny. You grew up on Jurassic Park. I grew up on Star Wars, I guess. So. No, I love Dinosaur. It's good. Yeah, a lot of people do. That's a that's a huge appeal of those movies. Did you see the second Jurassic World? I heard it was just god fucking awful. Like even like the effects weren't that good. The plot was just super dumb. Then it oh got, yeah, the plot was terrible. But I still liked it. <laughs> I, I I'm biased because the only thing I've seen in that movie was the honest trailer. So I've just seen the dumbest movies analyzed to death. <laughs> I liked it because dinosaurs. Yeah, biased. that's fair. That's what everybody says too. So like okay, people go to Universal Studios because they want to go Harry Potter World because like all of that. I'm like, I just want to do the Jurassic, uh, Jurassic World ride. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I'll pay $60 for that. That's fair. I don't even care about Harry Potter that much. I care casually. I only read, I read to the fourth Harry Potter and I saw the fourth Harry Potter book. So after that, I, I just gave up on each. Um, I'm like one of those people that's like, I can geek out on whatever you want me to geek, on, geek out on, but do I care? 
At the end of the day, probably not. <laughs> That's fair. Apathy. Yeah, yeah. So like Star Wars, I can keep up with you if you want to talk about it. Yeah. No, I pretty much said all I wanted to say. Anyways, we're, just, we're both kind of casually excited for it, but uh, no, one movie I was going to mention, because you said you uh, weren't excited for any movies this year. What about uh, Irishman? Are you excited for that? Or have you seen that? Oh gosh, I forgot that existed. <laughs> yeah, it just came out like right on Thanksgiving, I mean. Uh, yeah, I heard that's another polarized one, because some people are like, oh, if you love like The Godfather or Scarface, stuff like that, yeah. then it's like, it's great, but then because it's so behind on its times, because it's such a movie like that, you might not like it, and it's three hours long, wow. and I'm like, oh, I forgot that existed, because I've just been watching Boy Meets World <laughs> on Disney+. Plus. Such a good quality. Such good quality taste there. But, uh, no, actually, I haven't heard that first critique that it's been I'm on season time. four of Boy Meets World right now. Congratulations, John. <laughs> This is us. What was the other show you watched? Mandalorian. No. The other one? The sappy one? That you stopped watching? A million Little Things? A million Little Things. This is I watched us. like half a season and I gave up. <laughs> that's still pretty bad. <laughs> Watch Supernatural. Okay, that's fair. That's, that just seems like a fun, like, soup, like for lack of a better word, like, kooky Supernatural ghost alien show. Oh my gosh, no. they make fun of themselves, that's so great. Yeah, I can see it. One of the guys actually got arrested recently. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, uh, I was reading the post because, like, his co-star actor. Jason um, Ackles. Yeah, he was, he posted, yeah, he's been a good sport because we pretended to walk away in handcuffs <laughs> on set. Wow. <laughs> so he's been a good sport about it. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, can't be that bad then, whatever he got arrested for. Yeah, they seem like cool people. Little salt, but yeah. Eh, I feel like assault sounds like such a harsher word. Like, it's like a bar fight. Yeah, exactly. Wrong. If you say it, it's a bar fight, it sounds so much better than assault. Assault, you just imagine like a dude in a wife beater with a remote sitting in a chair. like in a Something bad, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, um, well, I don't know. TV, almost done with Doctor Who myself. Got two episodes left, yeah. Eleven seasons. Good for you. I know. It was a real hard... Because they, they don't just have, like, 13 episodes per season. They have, like, four Christmas specials. Well, not Christmas specials. They have, like, four specials between each season, too. Took a long time, but I'm here. You're here now. Yep. All right. Anyways, uh, we should probably get to the topic at hand that we have not talked about at all. All right. Let's make this a two-parter. Yes. Yes. We're going to divide it. Um, yeah. So. All right. Do you want to talk about movies or music first? For this holiday that is coming up, what do we call us? Christmas. That's right. Christmas. Chris Kringle Day. Day the of birth Jesus. of our Lord and Savior. Yes, Day of Jesus being born. Yes. Otherwise known as the day that we all exchange presents and just talk about Santa and blah, blah, blah. Yes. But Jesus is the reason for the season. Did you know that, John? I do know. And you know what's funny is that before, I might be butchering some of this, but then yeah, supposedly Jesus is not born in December. He was born in the October. I've heard that too. And it's because like it wasn't until much later that they added the extra two months and stuff like that and the season was off. But then for some random reason, now we're celebrating it on December 25th, and also we combined it with, like, 20 other pagan traditions. Yeah, and also... Oops, that was very nice. You loser. <laughs> yeah, no, so, like, that's hey, the funny part. No, I was going to say, also, Jesus wasn't white, so we can kind of butcher a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, he, uh, he was Middle Eastern, he was a Jew, and he probably did not look as pale as he was portrayed in a lot of artworks. Yeah. Thanks to Vichy, or Michelangelo. <laughs> Or some other dude? Yeah, but on a lighter note, Christmas. <laughs> Christmas job. Yeah, it's about Christmas this episode. Alright, music or movies first? Yeah, to introduce the topic that John just spoiled, uh, <laughs> we thought we'd talk about Christmas music and movies. Uh, specifically, 
the movies we dig and uh, the songs we dig. Uh, originally, actually, I was thinking we'd talk about movies and songs in terms of what we like and dislike. But I'm kind of noticing a trend where I feel like I only like certain Christmas movies and there's only certain Christmas songs I hate. <laughs> so I'll probably just do that. Just talk about Christmas songs I hate and Christmas movies I like. You want to go tit for tat, Joe? Sure, let's go. All right, so I'll start it off. You're in the franchise called, uh, called Harold and Kumar, Joe? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> that was a real stoner laugh. Good job. But, I've never uh, been stoned in my life. <laughs> you'll, you'll feel like you're stoned if you watch Harold and Kumar. Harold and Kumar. Yeah, have you seen the third one? I've seen all of them. Alright, there you go. So the third one is called A Very Harold and Kumar Christmas, and controversial opinion. It's actually my favorite Christmas movie. Cause, oh my gosh. I and I, I know it's definitely not like, it's not as sacred as like, you're now, you're, you're, uh, Christmas Carol. Uh, yeah, Christmas yes, Story. Like What's the fucking Jimmy Stewart one? What the heck is a Jimmy Stewart? Ah, <laughs> oh, God. Ah, oh, jeez. The Miracle on 34th Street? Yeah, no. No, fuck. Well, I'm but I was ashamed of myself that I didn't remember about Harold and Kumar. Because I watched it in theaters. <laughs> oh, really? I did too, actually. Yeah, that was really funny. Because uh, I'm a big Harold and Kumar fan. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I had one of the DVDs. One of the three DVDs I own. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I have it too. Now it's a competition. Who bought it first? <laughs> Who watches it more? It's a wonderful life, but, by the way. That's the movie I was thinking ah, of. Yeah. I still don't care. Well, anyway, so I was just saying that it's not like, you know, it's a Christmas story or it's a wonderful life. It's just kind of, it's really just a dumb comedy that appeals to 20-somethings like us. And I think it's, I don't know, for my personal taste, it's just exactly what I want. It's like hilarious, stupid shit happening, you know, really juvenile dick humor with like the two characters the parody of the Christmas story, you know, the tongue on the icing. Nah, they yeah. get their dick stuck on it. And then somebody... Oh gosh, there's so many scenes I don't remember. <laughs> and then there's one scene where they get, uh, somebody like, spikes their eggnog with something, so then they, like, trip out and they imagine everybody is, like, gingerbread men or, like, those, like, uh, cartoon animation from, like, a Christmas, another Christmas movie. So it's like they took every Christmas trope and made it in the most awesome, stupid, stoner comedy way. And I think it actually had a like good enough story, and it just had so much ridiculous shit, like the baby on cocaine. Do you remember that? <laughs> well, I don't remember any of this. I guess I know what I'm doing for Christmas this year with my family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, watch it. Watch it out with your family. That's a ballsy move. But uh, hey, you do it. Yeah. No, no, I'm excited. Okay, my Christmas movie. Yes. It's a highly debated movie that people still to this day debate whether or not it's a Christmas movie. I'm gonna say it is because I'm biased in that manner. All right. What is it? Die Hard. There you go. Where you get to see... Actually, it's uh, the actor who played Severus Snape in Harry Potter. I think that's his yeah. first movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was his first movie. Very likely it could be. But, uh, yeah, Rick... Uh, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman, yeah. Yes. So, like, I think he became an actor much later in life. And so this is, like, one of his... Uh, I think this is, like, his breakout movie or something like that. Yeah. Whatever, maybe. But it's definitely one of the ones where, like, he's known as well. Oh yeah, it's iconic. Yeah, everyone's talking about Hans yeah. Gruber. So not just, not just Bruce Willis, where he, his infamous line, Yibakaye motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, but you also have uh, uh, Alan Rickman. So, um, it's a movie that takes place on Christmas. It's an action movie. The only Christmas thing about it really is, is that it takes place during a holiday party for an office. At the Nakatomi Plaza. Funny enough, John, see the wall over there? See that poster? Yeah, actually, I was looking at that, and I'm like, hey! Yeah, for anyone who can't see my poster, which is everybody besides us, it says, UBKA, motherfucker, and it's a picture of the Nakatomi Plaza blowing up. Because we love Die Hard! How did you like Christine, or, 
how did you like how did Christine approve this? Like she was just like, alright, whatever. Approve it. It's a 50-50 partnership, man. Okay, what on this wall is hers? None of it, but that's more because she just didn't want to dig up the posters to put them up. <laughs> if she was nice enough, just humor me and put them all up. But she loves that art too, so it works out. Alright, fair enough. No, yeah. So that is my Christmas movie. People say it's not, and all I can say is, you're wrong, I'm right, the end. <laughs> I thought you were going to say this. All I can say is, fuck you. Anyways, next movie. <laughs> Your turn? Um, no, I agree with that. I love Die Hard. I think Die Hard is one of those movies. I have not heard a single person who doesn't like Die Hard. I feel like everybody, uh, even if you don't like it, you can at least just be like, yeah, it's fine for what it is, you know? I, I think the one thing that everyone can also agree on on top of that is that the later ones kind of suck a lot. For sure, I think the part. I don't remember the last one because I fell asleep through it. Yeah, I think the thing. I think the thing that people do disagree on is which ones suck. Because I feel like people never align on the later sequels which suck. Because personally, I think two is okay. Three, eh, I don't like it so much. Four is fucking awesome. Although it's very, it's very too, like mid two thousands because it's way over the top in terms of the explosions that shit happening. And then five, I think. F thirty five in there. Yeah, exactly. And then five, I didn't even see because I heard it was terrible. Oh, yeah, no, five, I tried to watch through it. I think there was, like, another Bourne movie that came out as well, like, the most re- Like, the one before the last one. Jason Bourne? Or Bourne Legacy? It might have been Bourne Legacy or something like that. And I remember trying to watch either one of those movies, and I just couldn't get through <laughs> either one, because I just kept falling asleep. Yeah, but, um, I hate that. Definitely Die Hard, the first couple ones. From the fourth, I agree, was definitely over the top. So it's really, it's, it's more like a whole, do you like Michael Bay-esque I don't think it was a Michael Bay movie, but... No, it was right around the time that Michael Bay was coming out, though, so I think it fit in kind of well. It has, like, an 89% Rotten Tomatoes, too. So, I actually agree with that Rotten Tomatoes score. Well, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, next um, movie. Yes, next, next tip movie. or tap thing, whatever yes, you call. Tip or tap with. Um, yeah, so, another similar to, uh, another similar comedy to Hero the Kumar, a very Hero the Kumar Christmas. Uh, Night Before, you heard of this movie? Okay, keep talking. I, that sounds familiar. <laughs> it's uh, similar, very similar to the movie in that it's a stoner comedy and uh, involves the likes of Seth Rogen, JGL, otherwise known as Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and uh, Falcon, otherwise known as Anthony Mackie, and uh, kind of have some weird chemistry. You wouldn't expect those guys to be friends, but they play friends in very different places, and uh, it's a little more sentimental, I guess you could say, but I mean... The night before? The night before. Yeah, but it's uh, it's hard to go wrong with a Seth Rogen stoner comedy. Really? You have oh. that? Yeah, you have those formulas, and I'm pretty much on board. Seth Rogen's fucking hilarious, and he has good writing, and it's like, I feel like he mostly doesn't do bad shit. Like, I mean, yeah, he did the Guilt Trip, and she did that mall cop movie, whatever, but for the most part, his movies are pretty good. So, uh, yeah, it's a solid comedy. I think it's got good message, good laughs, and hilarious shit. Seth Rogen takes some edibles as his character, just tripping out the whole time. I remember he has the wrong phone from the... Uh, you know Mindy Kaling? Yes. They have the same phone and he accidentally grabs her so he's leaving and then somebody's texting on her phone but he thinks it's his and it's a guy sexting her and showing his dick and he's like intimidated by it and then he's like, oh my god, that's a dope dick. I don't know what I do. Does he want me to suck it? He's <laughs> just using the term dope dick. Who says that's a dope dick? Alright, the movie that you presented so far, I feel like it's a very bro movie. It's a very like, um... I was going to say wholesome, but really not. Yeah, definitely not wholesome. No, no, no. <laughs> but it's definitely one of those things where it's like you watch it with your college like roommates if you can ever like meet up again and just kind of share like... It's a sentimental bro moment. Like, guys, this was pretty much us, but exaggerated. 
and I miss you guys. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's fair. It's like, a, I actually did watch it last week with my best friend, so. Exactly. There you go. And it fit. Um, no, yeah, classic good one. I think it's just a good times movie. And, uh, yeah, tip for tip. Your turn, Jack. This is one franchise, and no, if you disagree with me, you're objectively wrong, and I will say that. Transformers. It's, I knew it. Home Alone, you dickhead. <laughs> no, um, Home Alone. So a lot of people, I'm sure, grew up with Kevin, I don't remember how to pronounce his last name. I never saw the movie, so I'm a bad person. Why have you seen, like, like we have very, you have so many DVDs, and yet you've never seen a lot of the movies I've seen. Jurassic Park, Home Alone, yep. <laughs> I don't know. The list goes on and on. Kevin McAllister, isn't that it? I don't remember. I don't know how to pronounce white names. <laughs> Wow, racist. All right, uh, I'm going to try to look past that and plow ahead here. I don't want to lie, if it exceeds like five letters, I'm really confused. <laughs> That's fair. Sounds about right. Dude, most Chinese names are like three to five letters long. I'm not even going to comment on Chinese names because in 2019 I'll get fired for instantly talking about this. So we're just going to plow ahead to Home Alone. Yeah, so uh, are we talking the first one or the second, third? I was just thinking of the first one. <laughs> okay. Okay, so definitely, wait, I think all the home runs are Christmas movies. Are they? Probably. Yeah, so there's some type of holiday movie where unless the parents forget about them. But definitely for me, like, Home Alone is, it's what I grew up with as a child. Yeah. It's, um, it's got that nostalgia. Yeah, so, like, the second movie, I think, where, like, uh, the, the kid, he gets stranded with his dad's credit card and he buys a hotel and everything. And that was, like, one of my childhood dreams of, like, basically just, because I was a very homebody kid. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I just want to, like, blow my uh, parents' like credit card and just buy whatever I wanted, just stay in the hotel and chill. <laughs> That's fair. That was very what I wanted to do or something like that. Like yeah. I still kind of want to do that. It sounds like not a bad fantasy to me. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Just so, make it a ring. And it's one of the, definitely one of the more wholesome movies because it's just a kid kind of like, um... Like in the beginning, kind of living his best life is like no adult supervision, then boom. He kind of goes on this whole like Rube Goldberg like traps for people who are trying to break in and robs his house and stuff like that so um yeah no very it's it's got holiday feels holiday vibes not feels i think both it's got holiday feels and vibes it just seems like a fun movie no, i've never seen it but i think i would like it a lot if i did see yeah, it it's definitely a fun movie and it's definitely one of those where it's like man that kid's living my best life kind of thing yeah at that age that was macaulay culkin was like the it kid of the 90s and then he went some through some weird shit dated mila kunis from that 70s show and now he seems kind of he's dating brenda song right now from uh sweet life of zach and cody really yeah she's pre- yeah she's uh she's pretty hot so good for him yeah <laughs> so you agree with that yeah, good for him but, um, so that's a yes, you do think she's yeah. done. Okay. So, um, but yeah. Alright. I'm sorry, now I'm hung up. How the hell did he date both Brenda Song and Mila Kunis? Those seem like very not that well, anyways. Sorry. Uh, true love exists in some manner, and they might like him for his personality. But his personality is so weird. Have you seen him? Have you seen him on Joe Rogan? Uh, no. <laughs> you should watch that. Anyway. He also looks like a former cook addict, too. Exactly. So looking like that and yeah, having so a weird person. The fact was that you're able to get something like that and at the same time, like, true love exists or you're still taking a lot of residual money from the Home Alone franchise. Yeah, what if he still made money on that? You, so you should really watch the Joe Rogan interview. He talks about, like, the, uh, I don't know, just how it was being a child star and then growing up through that, so. Yeah, so it's, it's weird, so, it, I don't know. I, I mean, I can't speak for why they're interested in him, why they dated him kind of thing, but all I can say is, 
I liked his Home Alone movies. That's fair. That's fair. I'm just saying it is a little peculiar. It's just one of those things you just... Sometimes, you ever just see a couple and you just, like, just want to, like, observe them? (laughs) Just, like... Like, how the hell this happened? Yeah, exactly. And, like, how they work on a day-to-day basis and how they haven't broke up. I do that a lot. I don't know what it says about me. Um, Maybe I'm just a kind who can't let people be happy. I think that's it. I was going to say, no, sometimes it's, it's one of those things where it's, like... I know you. It, it could be one of those things where it's like I know you as a person. Mm-hmm. So how did this come about? Yeah, there's some weird ass couple. I would there. like to understand the science behind this. <laughs> it's true, like uh, Tila Tequila and the singer of Smashing Pumpkins, Daddy. <laughs> What's it? Uh, gosh, that's weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, that's what. Okay, I feel like Tila Tequila dating anybody is weird. That's true. You'd have to find like Dennis Rodman, maybe. I feel like that. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because they have an equal level of weirdness, I think. But. Before I get too distracted, uh, another tip for tap. So you just went. Um, I'm out of movies, by the way. All right. Well, so how about some guilty pleasures? We'll talk some guilty pleasures. Uh, a movie I don't want to admit that I like, but I do kind of dig. Just because it's full, it, it like it self indulgently does not like stray away from like how cheesy and cliche it is. It goes 100% head first, dives unabashedly, no restraint into the cheese of Christmas and just like the just. The sentimental vibe that like banks on that, and I think people are just like fall for it so easily. Do you know the movie I'm talking about? What are you thinking of? Love Ashley. Oh my gosh, I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I think that description really says it all. That is the cheesiest, like most like just over exaggeration of what the holidays are like, and what people like about the holidays, and what they hope to have in the holidays. And it has no sense of realism. It just goes 200% headfirst into that. And because it's so unabashedly into that, I kind of respect it in a weird way, and I just kind of lean into it. And embarrassingly admit that I can actually enjoy that cheesy of a chick flick. So yeah. And yes. it's got a decent cast. As you're describing that, I was thinking, oh my gosh, is he talking about Love Actually? Yeah. I hope he's not talking about Love Actually, because I don't want to say Love Actually. <laughs> I looked up to make sure that's a Christmas movie, because I forgot that existed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great movie. 10 yeah. out of 10. 11 out of 10 would recommend. It's got a big, it's got uh, Hans Gruber, Alan Rickman. Oh my gosh, it, it does have Hans Gruber, it does have, um, it's, it's effectively, um, a British rom-com. Yeah, pretty much. I, uh, you know that, like, do you remember that scene, there's like some British guy who randomly just out of nowhere finds two really hot white chicks, and just, they just have like a threesome? <laughs> Isn't the one that kind of was like traveling around and was like, yeah, um, I'm going to America because they love my accent, and <laughs> he comes back with them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I just, like, what? There's no message to it at all. It's just, like, they play this, like, sentimental song, too. You ever hear that song? The, uh, it's, like, super cheesy, the 90s song. If I could, then I would, I'd go with it. No, not forgot that. I'm not going to sing it anymore, so that's what like it's for. Uh, Good for our fans. Hey, it's got Mr. Bean, too. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, Hans Gruber. Oh, Liam Neeson, he's in it, too. Yeah, he's the uh, divorcing father. Yeah, Colin Firth. It's got that other British. Oh, well, did you watch the um, the part where they did the whole um, flashback? Or no, not flashback. The the reunion episode. I did hear about that. I didn't see. Yeah, it. so it was from Red Nose Day or something. So I think that's like a day of charity or something like that in England. Yeah. Um, and so it takes place from that, and like Liam, Liam Neeson and his son, they uh, what was it, like 10, 15 years after the movie. And his son's getting married, and uh, you see definitely like where people like are after uh, the events of that. Yeah, the guy from The Walking Dead is also in there too. Yeah, Andrew Lincoln. That's uh, that was his first role, I think. And he plays such a creeper too. Like, who does that? Like, your best friend, you just like 
film the bride the whole time and then you go outside his place not even giving a shit flirting on her and like I think he kisses her doesn't he and he just walks away yeah def- like there's definitely some questionable stuff like I don't I, I personally wouldn't do but then it's just like the fact that it's such a cheesy movie that they can get away with it I'm glad if I ever get married I have proof that you won't be filming my wife and then try to pick, pick up on her yeah, I don't plan on it, no. That's I, good. I don't ever plan on doing that, dude. All I right. got you. I, I got you. That. That. Thanks, man. Thanks for not trying to bang my wife after I get married in the future. Well, I'm hoping you now. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much all I have to say about love, actually. It's got a good cast. It's cheesy as fuck, but I don't know. Christmas is all about until, like leaning into the cheesy shit, right? Sometimes. Uh, Wait, were we trying now to find Christmas? Are we getting into our inner feelings? Uh, not exactly. That's pretty much all I had to say. <laughs> what is what is Christmas to you, Vince? What is Christmas? Are we, gonna, Christmas are we trying to stall when you think of another movie? <laughs> or anything? No, I got nothing else in terms of movies. Really? Is that <laughs> one Christmas movie? <laughs> that okay, let me look up Christmas movies right now as how prepared we are as always. Oh, you know. How about Elf? Have you seen Elf? No, actually, I actually have not. All right. Oh, it's funny because I was at a cafe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the cafe is conjoined with the church. It's a, um, and so they're doing a whole Elf viewing. Okay. At like 5 or 6 p.m. All right. Um, so, yeah, no, I have not seen Elf. All right. Um, hmm, let's see. The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Uh, otherwise known as a former cokehead dealer. Mm. Oh, Bad Santa. That's oh, there you go. Yeah, that's... Uh, I tried to watch that for the first time last year, but I got distracted. But, uh... I don't know. Great one. Love it. Good movie. Billy Bob Thornton at his peak. Yeah, peak. Before, before you, like, went off... Deep end. I mean, not he didn't go off the deep end. I think he's always kind of gradually been tiptoeing on the deep end. You know what I mean? He, he's he had one foot in reality, one foot on the deep end, just casually, just kind of feeling it out. Just like, what am I leaning more into today? It's definitely one of his better movies, that's for sure. Yeah. They made a second one, I think, too, right? They did, and I did not watch it. Yeah, the kid was all grown up. I thought that looked kind of depressing. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to like look through a bunch of movies. Oh, there's a few like rom-com stuff, like The Family Stone that I've seen, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's not a rom-com. The Holiday. Yeah, that's talking about controversial movies. That's a that's a movie nobody can agree on whether it's Halloween or Christmas. I personally say Halloween because I don't think of Christmas by watching a fucking creepy ass movie like that. I say that you can watch it for both. You could. I say. But so. one of the ways you're fucked up. <laughs> but I think it's more Christmas because the point of it was. Jack Skellington to find Sandy Claus. Yeah, but I guess it's just the vibe of Christmas. I just can't imagine like having a good Christmas watching that movie. That being said, I've never seen it. <laughs> well, first of all, you don't understand Tim Burton. <laughs> I mean, I've seen a few Tim. I, yeah, I honestly, I'll admit Tim Burton is not my type of director. I guess he's that he's very gothic-y before gothic-y. I felt like in terms of his style. You know, it's funny. Fun, fun fact, by the way. We both like Sum 41, right? Yes, we love him. Yeah, did you know uh, when Derek Wibley was uh, recovering from his alcoholism, he, uh, the way he would be writing is he had t- uh, Tim Burton movies on silent, and he would play his guitar and like try to like think of a riff uh, like going along with what he was seeing. That's a little bit dark and macabre. But it's like one riff you can totally hear it on. Do you know the song um, 13 Voices? Yes. Yeah, if you play that song, For some reason, I, was st- I started thinking of the Oompa Loompa song. Alright, I'm gonna play it really quick. We've <laughs> already played one song, can't hurt to play another. And I'm stalling for you to remember more Christmas shit. <laughs> I just named a ton of random stuff already. That's true, but I mean, none of it had a really close connection, did it? No, no, I don't. Alright, well, two movies, we got that. This is a song, though. One song.
I don't see it. You don't see it, dude. I, I don't see it. I totally picture like one of those creepy stilt-legged creatures like tiptoeing like while that's on. I mean, I think it's because I already seen the movie. Okay. Nightmare Before Christmas, and I know like what kind of music was played, and the fact that they have like a guitar, electric guitar overlay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't see it. That's why. It's because like this is a kids' movie, so it's very like childish in nature. So maybe like the same notes, same whatever. Yeah. But more, but then obviously. It's going to sound different with the electric guitar versus a piano or whatever is making those key noises. That's fair. I haven't seen the movie, so maybe that's why. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, going back to our topic, I'm going to try to squeeze out a little less bit of Christmas with songs. Any songs you like, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> you ask? That's all I'll answer for you. Um, what are you going to ask for me? All right, what do you want to say? Christmas. I actually have a playlist of uh, the classic Christmas music. Or I'll just ask, I'll first ask your opinion. What's your opinion of Christmas music, Joe? Um, I prefer stuff that is relatively anti-Christmas. Okay, so not a fan of Christmas music. But you don't seem super, super strongly opposed to it. I mean, they're catchy. Really? You think some stuff's catchy? Yeah. I feel like for a lot of... I feel like it's very all or nothing. Either people love Christmas music and it gets them in a good mood, or they absolutely hate it and it just drives them. I mean, there's a stereotype with a lot of people that's like, oh my gosh, Halloween's over, therefore I can play Christmas music. Oh my gosh, Thanksgiving's over, I can definitely play Christmas music. Yeah, yeah. That, there's some people like that. And then there's also me who's just like, okay, sweet, I'm going to play songs such as uh, I Will Be Home for Christmas, or... Who's that by? Blink-182. Uh-huh. Then there's also Merry Christmas, Kiss My Ass by All Time Low. So you like some pop punk Christmas? Oh, I do have a song from the main. Cool. <laughs> All our listeners were wondering, they're like, just not like the main. Because I need have, to know. I have so many friends who like like the main, yeah. and they tell me, oh, I'm going to concert, are you going? And I'm like, no, because I spell sleep to them as they were playing at Warped Tour. Um, yeah, they sound pretty boring from what I've heard, too. Yeah, and then, but then there's a song that I do like. It's a Christmas song called Santa Stole My Girlfriend. Okay, it's a good title. I can dig that. Yeah, so those yeah, are the songs. seems like a fucking pimp. <laughs> so all these the are the songs on my Christmas playlist. All, girl, all, the, all the women out there probably grew up with Santa as this, like, fetishized object, and then they grew up, and now... So is this how the dad bod became popular? Probably, it's because of Santa, because I think you associate the gifts, and then when you become older, like, the, the age gap isn't weird anymore, so they get that attraction. Okay, now we're going into some weird, like, something for stuff. Moving on. <laughs> I mean, I did study stuff, but, uh... Yeah, I don't know. So Christmas music, I like old shit. It's like the only time I'll listen to 1940s music like that. You know, like Ben Crosby, Frank Sinatra, yeah, that kind of, uh, Dean Martin kind of stuff. Or Michael Bublé. Uh, no, fuck that. I take that shit off. <laughs> also, I like some rock songs to kind of do it too. Like Beach Boys got a good uh, Christmas song. The Kinks got a good Christmas song. Uh, Chuck Berry. Do you know Chuck Berry is? What's a Chuck Berry? Uh, Johnny B. Good. That guy. Oh, your country. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like Christmas plays, I got Jingle Bell Rock. Have a holly jelly Christmas. Uh, silver bells. Just sounds like a drunk guy. Really. <laughs> Very <laughs> nice. Um, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Everybody's got oh my that. gosh. Grinch. Got I mean, that. I don't love it, but I know what it is. The Nutcracker. Uh, I know what that is, too. The least that we did. Um, so you're a big fan of Christmas music, then? I mean, I got 35 song bells. I wouldn't say big, but I casually like it. Okay, alright. Yeah, alright. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You got any uh, Christmas traditions now? Alright, what is Christmas to you? Anything? Any Christmas rants you want to talk about? I do not have any Christmas traditions. None. Alright. 
Do you hear gifts? No. Really? You don't? To no one? No. Do you get gifts? No. I hope you said yes, you would just look like Wait. a possession. I think it depends. So it's like one of those things where it's like if I know I'm going to get a gift from somebody, then I'll give a gift back to them to reciprocate it. Alright, I'll get you a gift. Next week. I'm just going to get you a gift card then. Just, um, hey, I'll take it. Honestly, like, people are very... Oh, so I guess I do Secret Santa stuff like that. Yeah, that's I'm, fun. I'm signed up for two different Secret Santas. Okay, um, elephant gift. No, I'm not signed up for Wild Elephant this year. Ah. Or I'm not participating in one this year. Um, but definitely in terms of, like, people, if they do give me a gift, then I'll reciprocate it. Otherwise, I probably won't. Um, but then I'll probably also give out, like, thank you gifts, depending on, like, what happened this year. So I do plan on giving out uh, thank you gifts for people who will help me get into grad school this year. That's me, right? Yeah, you're on that list. All right, there you go. My Christmas is made, but, uh... I mean, it's just, like, a small, like, like thank you thing. Though. Fuck, my Christmas is ruined. Oh, yeah. well, you're welcome. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I get that. I think, yeah, it's weird. I never really get Christmas gifts for friends, per se. I mean, unless you're at a drink and it's... I mean, unless you're at a drink. Unless you're at a bar and it's Santa Con and you're just like, Oh, that's Bill Gates. I mean, I technically bought my brother a jersey over Black Friday, but then I told him that I was going to get it, so... Okay. Really a surprise, it's more just like, I'll just pay for it. Here, yeah. as a gesture. I'm such a kid at heart, I still kind of like the surprise, you know? My uncle's kind of funny, he'll just like buy, he'll, <laughs> he'll like call you at a store and be like, do you want this? Okay, I'm going to get it for you right now, I'm going to buy it for you right now. <laughs> I mean, okay, I definitely got friends that's like, they know I'm too cheap to buy certain things, so they end up buying it for me for the Christmas present. Oh, okay. But then again, there's also some people who've bought me gifts, and I'm just kind of like, oh, thank you. Let me put this in storage and never look at it again. Wow. Admitting it on the air. Uh, except they don't, know, they don't know who they are. They can probably figure it out. Yeah, they can probably figure it out. <laughs> exactly. my, my responses are very polarized. It's like, if I really like it, I'll be very grateful. I'll be like, oh, this is really sweet. Yeah. And if you get me something, I'll be like, cool, thanks. Yeah, you'll post it on Instagram, so I'm complaining about it. <laughs> No, I don't post anything about it. I just, like, oh, you don't say anything again about it. The work headphones I remember you posted. Work headphones. You got headphones at work? Oh, yeah, the AirPods. Yeah. And you're like, oh, these suck. <laughs> they hurt my ears, and they suck at syncing. Jesus, why do they give me so much free shit at work? <laughs> I wish you'd give me better free stuff. <laughs> That's what the season of Christmas is all about, wanting better free stuff, I think. But, um... No, I'll just I'll just wrap up some of my thoughts on Christmas. Um, yeah, I kind of dig like Santa Con shit like that. Um, you know, just the vibe, just looking around, people drunk in Santa suits, saying doing dumb shit, and then saying Merry Christmas. I don't know, that's a good time. Um, you know, you gotta dig the Christmas lights. Christmas lights are kind of cool, right? No homo. <laughs> I mean, that did not cross my mind. What about like that being a sissy, non-masculine thing. Oh, it's... Christmas cool. lights are great. They are. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great thing. You can take your family or your significant other. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's just kind of neat to see, like, the different designs and effort, especially, like, when you're in a neighborhood... I mean, bless their souls for living in those neighborhoods where mm-hmm. it's mandatory to put up lights. Yeah. I mean, I would never, because screw that, I'm not about that electricity bill nor buying extra lights every year. Yeah, there's a... Have you been to San Carlos? Probably not. No, I haven't done Christmas like light shows in the Bay. I've done it more in SoCal growing up. Okay, there's a yeah, there's a town or a street in San Carlos where they go all out and like really do it. But there's like select houses that just don't do it. So you just gotta wonder what their vibe is like the whole time. Just like rah, I hate Christmas. Rah, electricity, lights. Rah. Yeah, I mean like power to them who's doing it. And they're definitely doing it for the community. Power to them. I see what you did there. Okay, so today somebody <laughs> made a pun about like. Um, denial is not just a river. 
<laughs> yeah, I've heard that before. I heard it before, but I didn't care. And then I messaged him back, what? And I think he didn't realize I didn't understand. Uh-huh. Until I, like, he ignored my response, right? Uh-huh. And so I ended up Googling it, and I'm like, oh, it was a pun. <laughs> Nice. And I used it against them, and at the bottom I wrote, yeah, I had no idea what this meant earlier. <laughs> and puns are, and stuff like that. Nice. You know, it's funny, my dad made a joke at Thanksgiving, and my girlfriend left, and I didn't understand it, and I was too embarrassed to admit that I didn't understand it. Was it a pun? Uh, was a joke? Uh, I don't think part. I should say it over the air. <laughs> Ooh, okay, alright, off the air, one of our buried secret episodes. Exactly, people are just going to obsess and wonder what the joke was, but they'll never know. But, um... Yeah, this is exclusive. We'll be at our next signing. We'll release it then. Yeah, when we do a greatest hits 30 years from now, that'll be like one of the hidden tracks when we're too old to give a shit about our career. Because we're already be made. We're, we're, uh, we're already, ah, already going to be millionaires by then, right? Millionaires? Yeah. Billionaires. Fuck. <laughs> That's right, inflation. i got to factor that in. But, oh, um, okay, sure. <laughs> um... Yeah, I guess Christmas to me, it's just a good time. I try to enjoy it. I try not to, uh, I mean, who doesn't love the smell of a Christmas tree? Who doesn't love eggnog? Who doesn't love, uh, getting free shit from other people? I like free, I like, I like the receiving part. Receiving's great. Yeah, exactly. Definitely not the spirit of Christmas, but fuck it. Um, how about you, Jock? Any final thoughts on Christmas? Uh, spend it with the people that you love. Spend it with the people you like. Life's too short. Don't spend it with your family. <laughs> Life's too short to, uh, whatchamacallit, spend it with people that bring you down and whatnot, so make the most of it. Uh, if you are religious, then, or like, it's also the season with a lot of different holidays, so if you are religious, definitely. Uh, Fuck all those other holidays, that's what I say. I was going to say. They're all less. To so each their own and celebrate good, it however you choose to celebrate it. Oh my gosh. No, I'm supposed to be the religious one here. Just kidding. No, they're all, they're all equally good. Nah, yeah, know. just celebrate the way you're, you, you celebrate it, right? Yes. Um, but definitely it's a time of family together and whatever your religious traditions are. And nothing else. It's an excuse to uh, get a few days off work, right? Dude, we should get, like, the entire damn week off. My uh, work actually sent an email encouraging workers to uh, take time off, which I really need to take advantage of them. No, there's some people, they're my friend's old company, Yeah. they basically have a winter shutdown, two weeks. Oh, yeah, and when I worked at CBS, they did the same thing, basically. Yeah. yeah. Although I, you had to come right back on January 2nd, which is kind of rough. Oh, I mean, if you, you got two weeks at that point, it's like, all right, that's fair. You yeah. still have New Year's Day to, like, prepare yourself for the second, because at that that's point, true. it's kind of like... That is true. Two weeks off is better than nothing. Although technically I could do that, but anyways. On that note, uh, we're probably going to have a few more episodes within our schedule. But we, since it's December, get this out of the way. Merry Christmas to everybody, and happy holidays, whatever. Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Miss. <laughs> yes. I don't know whether holidays people celebrate. Also, but there's one that everyone does celebrate, which is Happy New Year's. We'll probably say that again later. Anyways. Uh, smooth, John. That was like your smoothest moment on whatever episode we are on. <laughs> Actually, what are we? Oh, we're on episode 16. <laughs> All right. There we go. Well, thank you for listening. I appreciate your time. And I uh, hope you enjoyed this. And uh, final thoughts? It's just distortion now. <laughs> Bye. It's the